0: God's word is a fire in my bones. And I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Good evening, friends. This is Do Not Keep Silent. So appreciate you being with us here. My good friend Katie Erickson's in the studio. How are you doing, Katie? Doing great. How you doing, Jason? Doing awesome. Glad you're here. And we're going to take a look at King Zedekiah. We'll get to him in just a bit. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Yeah, don't be a push over again. Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. That's do donotkeepsilent.com. And again, we're going to be looking at King Zedekiah. Which uh, book of the Bible is he in? How about if I turn your mic on?
1: <laughs> Even better. Now I can
0: actually talk.
1: Yes. So um, his story is recorded in Second Kings 24 and also Second Chronicles 36.
0: Great. So second, you said second Kings, second Kings? 24 yep.
1: and second Chronicles 36. And
0: the reason I'm asking friends is if you have your Bible with you or you've got some Bible app or whatever, turn it on, turn it on, open it up, follow along. That doesn't mean we're going to read the whole thing. It's just means you not, know it's we're not where we're at. Yeah, I'm sure there's <laughs> well, a time. and
1: And you can, you know, mark that to read later, read the yeah. whole thing for yourself.
0: Absolutely. And friends, I do want to encourage you to go read Katie's I know it's a long series but you know go back she, she releases something about every every not about she releases something every <laughs> every, every monday <laughs> and uh she's been in this series how long now
1: uh since june of 2022 so we're about 7 months okay. i'd say for the for the whole all, all of the king's series right and friends
0: if you want to find out more you know as far as you know this time in history what was going on i do actually encourage you to go and well, listen to the previous episode because we talk about that just a little bit, and uh, you find out more about that. Again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. You can find us online at do not keep silent dot com. That's do not keep silent dot com. We're going to take a look at the account of Zedekiah,
1: King Zedekiah, Judah, right? Yes. Okay, Judah, not Israel, because Israel at this point had already been taken over by but, the Assyrians. They'd been I, gone already are, for are quite they, a while. I mean.
0: You know, I don't know if you'll know the answer to that. I mean, are they still technically a nation or are they like wiped out completely at this point and then they they come back? uh, How does that work?
1: They were pretty wiped out at this point. I mean, they'd been taken over by the Assyrians. I mean, you know, the Assyrians left some people behind and all that. So is it safe to say, well,
0: do you know what kind of people the Assyrians were? I mean, were they the kind of people that just, all right. Everybody's gone or did they assimilate people?
1: They, I mean, they didn't just kill everybody off. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, Israel completely died out. They they basically just took them into exile. Okay. So like oh we're hey look free labor we're gonna okay. conquer you and then yeah. hey we're going to take you back Have to fun our kingdom for and us. yeah pretty much and like they the Assyrians like took over the slaves. nation of Israel yeah basically they were like enslaved and stuff okay. which was about to happen to Judah where yeah. we are at in the narrative of the kings you can just ruined so, it for everybody spoiler, spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes right. well I was okay. about
1: to say it anyway so I mean you know you spoiler alert like ten seconds early there we go. all right
0: <laughs> again this is do not keep silent Katie let's uh, take a look at King Zedekiah.
1: All right, well, we have made it to the last king of Judah, the last king of the divided nation of Israel before Judah was carried off into exile in Babylon. So the previous king before Zedekiah, um, Jehoiachin, was taken prisoner by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And now, he actually was not killed. He was just taken prisoner and even eventually released. But King Nebuchadnezzar then, when he took the previous king away, He was the one who put King Zedekiah in charge of Judah. Now, the interesting thing, there were some weird family dynamics going on at this point. There was a whole bunch of brothers. And so the previous king was King Jehoiachin. And before him was Jehoiakim. And he was a brother with King Zedekiah. So the king who just got taken prisoner by the king of Babylon, um, his uncle then became the king of Judah. Nebuchadnezzar appointed him. So, and you can find the story of King Zedekiah, as we said, in it starts in 2 Kings 24, verse 17, uh, goes through chapter 25, verse 26. And you can also find it Second 2 Chronicles 36, verses 10 through 23. So at this point, the demise of the nation of Judah was pretty imminent. It was really just a matter of time. It's not a good sign when a foreign king chooses the next king of your land. Like, that's just really not a good thing for (laughs) the continuation of your nation. Just saying. So King Zedekiah, he was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Um, But Nebuchadnezzar was pretty much like, well, we're just, we're going to let you exist for a little while longer. Here's your new king. You know, have fun with that. But King Zedekiah did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as many of the kings before him had done. And in 2 Kings 24, verse 20, we see the author reiterating the fact that all of what was about to happen to the nation of Judah was clearly because of the Lord's anger at Judah's disobedience over the years. So what brought about the actual fall of Judah into exile? Well, the second half of verse 20 says, Now Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So Babylon was a very strong nation. They had already taken the previous king of Judah as prisoner and then appointed Zedekiah as king. So rebelling against essentially the hand that feeds you mm. is pretty much a very foolish I would say not a good idea. Yeah, this, this is not a smart choice on Zedekiah's part. So naturally, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon responded immediately and forcefully. <laughs> king Zedekiah's rebellion happened in the 10th month of the ninth year of his reign. Babylon laid siege to Jerusalem until the 11th year of Zedekiah's reign. So doing the math there, the city was completely cut off for, from outside resources for more than a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Jerusalem, the capital of Judah, a city with a wall around it, which is good for when you're trying to keep people out. It is bad when somebody is trying to keep you in <laughs> So the people of the city of Jerusalem were in a time of famine. I mean, your city is walled off. You really can't grow much in there. You know, they don't have access to any outside resources of food. So they managed to survive for over a year. But finally, the Babylonians broke through the walls of Jerusalem. The entire army that had been in the city of Jerusalem fled, but the Babylonian army pursued them and easily overtook them. Remember, these people really hadn't had much to eat in like a year. (laughs) So they easily got overtaken by the very strong Babylonian army. Um, And so they killed King Zedekiah's sons. They captured King Zedekiah. And, you know, because the Babylonians, they they were really wicked people. It was not a nice nation. So they actually, they killed King Zedekiah's sons while he watched, like they made him watch that, and then they took out his eyes. So the last mm. thing he would remember seeing was the brutal execution of his children.
0: My goodness.
1: Yeah. Things get a little Things get a little dark in the Bible sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So about a month after all of that, the commander of the Babylonian army arrived in Jerusalem to oversee its total destruction. They set fire to the temple and all of the homes in Jerusalem. Every building was burned down. The army broke down the walls around the city. Any people who remained were carried into exile, except for some of the very poor people who were left behind to work the fields and vineyards. The poor were unlikely to cause any problems, and, well, they could be useful, honestly, for the Babylonians by tending to the land. So there are details provided about what happened to all the specific furnishings of the temple. But generally speaking, all of it was carried off as spoils of war back to Babylon. And after that, we see a description of what happened to all of the religious, military, government officials. In short, they were all taken to Babylon and executed. So it's summarized, Second Kings 25 verse 21, where it says, So Judah went into captivity away from her land. After that statement of finality, we read some historical notes about the people's time in exile. There was a man named Jedaliah who was appointed to be in charge of the few people left behind in Judah. And he encouraged the people to basically just give up and serve the king of Babylon. But a rebel named Ishmael rose up and assassinated Jedaliah (laughs) and a bunch of people who were with him. After that, all the people who were left fled to Egypt to hide from the Babylonians. So this era in the history of God's chosen people of Israel began in disobedience to God. And it was that disobedience that caused it to come to an end. Mm -hmm. The people wanted a king, so God gave them one, even though he knew that was not in their best interest. After the reigns of Saul, David, and Solomon, it was during the reign of Solomon's son Rehoboam that the kingdom split. Ten northern tribes kept the name Israel. Two southern tribes of Benjamin and Judah took the name Judah. Israel had all evil kings for their entire existence as the northern kingdom. They were conquered and carried off into exile under king Hoshea. Judah lasted longer, as the nation did have some good kings who honored God, but they too, were destined for exile due to their continued disobedience to God. So the overarching sin in both kingdoms was idolatry. The people worshipped many gods other than the one true God, despite God's clear command to worship him and him alone. God continually gave them grace and took care of his people, and they constantly repaid him by going against his commandments and worshipping other gods.
0: Hmm. You know, friends, with that in mind, I just want to encourage us again We do this all the time on this program and with our ministry. I just encourage each one of us to take a really good look in the mirror as an individual. Where in your life have you maybe been, well, not turning your life over completely to God? Because it's obviously pretty serious. I mean, what's going on in this account is...
1: Serious I mean, this was hundreds of years of disobedience more or less, but still it's it's pretty serious stuff for sure I mean, Almighty God calls us to
0: confess our sins, ask for forgiveness, and then repent so and i'm not pointing a finger i'm asking myself to look at me i'm asking Katie to look at herself. Look, I can't take care of your sin. Only you can deal with it and then turn it to God, and then he gets to wash it white as snow. It goes away. However, there's still consequences you get to deal with at times because, well, that's the world we live in. So many people seem to forget that or truly desire what I call a miracle of let this consequence go away. That's just not the way it works usually, though.
1: Now, can it? It definitely can. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there are consequences, but, you know, sometimes they end up being less than we expect. Sometimes they end up being more than we expect. Sure, But yeah, there there is always some kind of consequence. But yeah, it may not be as severe as maybe it should be sometimes.
0: Absolutely. So, friends, uh, just thank you for tuning in to Do Not Keep Silent with this all in mind regarding just turning our lives over to God. I'd just like to share this with you, encourage you. Look to Christ in all that you do. Surrender to him. This is. Do not keep silent. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast. Your daily spiritual energy drink with your host, Jason DeZurik. I'd like to begin today's Fastcast with a quote from Oswald Chambers. There's only one thing God wants of us, and that is our unconditional surrender. Friends, it can be hard to do this because instead of surrendering to God, so many people want to go their own way and do their own thing, yet in God's actions toward us, their God is being patient, grace-filled, and being self-controlled. Since God is love, we can logically conclude that allowing people to go their own way, to make their own mistakes, to allow them to live out their God-given free will, and even to sin, though God doesn't want us to, and they receive their own natural law consequences, we can assume this is loving, because God is is the example to us. It seems many people struggle with this idea, though. And seemingly some people want to take the place of God in others' lives, and they do not even realize it. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. I so appreciate you being with us and friends. I do want to encourage you on our blog. We do have a small little posting that was put up. What
1: year, Katie? I think 2014 I think, is what you're getting at. Are you talking right. about the natural yes, law one? Absolutely. It was the summer of 2014. I don't remember the date, but it was June or July. I can find it though. For so, a moment.
0: and and I want to encourage you to to head there and just kind of take a look at natural law. You know what we're gonna what we're gonna do, Katie, is we'll wrap this time up regarding King Zedekiah, but then let's wrap the program up a little bit with this with natural law because. It seems so many of us today have just forgotten what natural law is and what it means. And before we get to that though, and the wrapping up with King Zedekiah too, I just want to encourage you, go find our blog. There have been postings on there quite literally for years. Over a decade now. When we dis when we well started all this, basically we were Trying to figure out okay, what can we do to make postings stand the test of time? What what can we do with those?
1: Very cool. I would just like to point out we have over twenty three hundred blog posts on yes. our blog. There's there's a couple of them out there. And
0: again, what we what we had envisioned really has come to fruition. It's really awesome what God has done. And we started out basically kind of trying to make what well what I call like a library of definitions for words. I don't know how else to put that. And we, I
1: remember the the word, word of, of, the of the week. week. <laughs> that was two thousand twelve. Remember why we did that? 13. Well, to give us this library of definitions. So okay. then, and I actually still link back to those posts sometimes in current blog posts because we would take like a uh, a churchy word or a theological word or something like that, and just here's what it means. Yes. And so, you know, it's easier then if I want to use one of those words in my blog post, I don't have to stop and explain the word. I can just link to that post from like 10 years ago, and then you can click over there to read it if you don't know what the word means. Right. And it's really important,
0: friends, to know the meaning of words. I know in our society today, many people just want to change the meaning of words. However, the truth of the matter is is that a word's meaning and definition truly matters you can't just say well it means this now when i'm not saying words don't change i didn't say that however definitions of words do matter and so again we're taking time i think we i think we did two years worth right
1: we did we did um because yes yeah, so that was would have been 24 months of it we essentially did a letter a month and then we meaning com- of the alphabet. Of the alphabet, yeah, like, yeah. So we did like, you know, the first month was all A words and the yeah. second one was B words. So that way we kinda of covered things. And right. I think we kind of smushed like Q and X together or something. Sure. You know, we had some of that. But but yeah, so we did that for, for two years, um, every week. That was back when Logan Ames was writing blog posts too. So Logan <laughs> Boy, and I that was many moons
0: ago. <laughs> I'm telling
1: you, it was it was ten years ago. It was 2012, 2013 when we did Word of the Week. So, yeah, I would write on the word, the and then Logan would write on the word, and we each have a different perspective coming at it. And, good stuff to. Yeah. Help oh, yeah. And, good, good stuff. So, and so yeah. we
0: just encourage you again, we'll dig into that. We're not going to be able to share the entire thing regarding natural law, but we'll touch on it just a little bit. So, hang tight. We'll do that within 10 minutes. And so, Katie, let's wrap up this time with King Zedekiah.
1: Yes, so we're actually wrapping up, like, the time of the kings of the divided kingdom of Completely. Israel and Judah. So, like, this is, like, the, the big wrap-up, The yes. end of your series. This, it is, yes. Yeah. This is the end of this this era of blog posts, I guess. Judah and Israel's kings. Yep, pretty much. So what can we learn from this era in the history of Israel and Judah for us today? Well, the impo- most important lesson is to do what they did not. Worship God and God alone. We may feel like we're doing a pretty good job at that because, you know, we don't have like gods like Baal, Asherah, whatever, like they had that we worship. But we do have so many other things that we treat as God in our lives. We have cell phones, social media, celebrities, etc. Anything that we focus on as a higher priority than God in our lives is an idol. Idolatry is the chief sin among people today as well. In fact, breaking every one of the Ten Commandments is based on idolatry. Charlie Wolcott actually wrote a blog post series on that that you can find. Uh, I believe the series was titled Idolatry. There is a uh, a label on our blog. It is for,
0: excellent. Yeah, it I'm was, just it was excellent.
1: It. He went through every one of the Ten Commandments and showed <laughs> how breaking that is a result of idolatry. So definitely go check that out. So today... We are just as guilty of idolatry as the ancient nations of Israel and Judah were. The form of idols we worship may be different, but the idea is still the same. We worship so many things that are not of God. Does God forgive us? Yes. When we are truly repentant of those sins, we are covered by the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice for us. But if we... Continually, habitually, and willfully disobey God and worship these idols, God's judgment may come for us too, just as it did for both Israel and Judah. So learn from the history of the nation of Israel that our focus, both as individuals and as a nation, needs to be on being obedient to God and worshiping him and him alone.
0: Amen to that. Again, this is Do not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep dot com. That's do not keep silent.com as I shared earlier. We're going to touch just a bit and wrap up regarding natural law. Some of you might be wondering what is natural law? Why does it matter? And friends, there's natural law, there's consequences, there's benefits to us making choices and again, it seems so many of us have just forgotten this. So, friends, I'm going to have Katie share a little bit about this and dig into it tonight. Again, you can find the entire posting at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. And click the blog tab there. It's titled The Importance of Natural Law. Again, there, there's a search bar there. You can easily type that in The Importance of Natural Law written by Katie Erickson. Again, we're going to take some time to share it. Just a bit here, but we won't get to the whole thing.
1: No. But it it is from uh, June of 2014. That is so, so. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine, ten, nine. Nine years. I'm losing it. <laughs> Almost nine mm, yeah. years. Yeah, yeah it'll be great. nine years this summer since I wrote this blog post. The remember, best part I is, said I'm
0: not good at math.
1: I know. And <laughs> I still remember where I was when I wrote this, too. Oh, my goodness. I know. I was sitting in an airport in Texas. No kidding. Waiting that's for a flight so in Abilene, Texas. And I wrote The Importance of Natural I Law. I
0: remember you talking about, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm in this, uh-huh. uh, What? how did you call? like a marathon of writing.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I would do uh, binge blog post writing yes. and I would just like write a ton of posts all at once. And this was one of those i remember sitting like in the airport there (laughs) writing this post so all that aside natural law when god created the world he created it with just one law genesis two one law that's it you had one job follow this one law Genesis 2, 16 and 17 says, And the Lord God commanded the man, that would be Adam, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So the consequence for breaking that law is right there in it. You eat from that one tree, you're certainly going to die. So after mankind sinned for the first time, sin entered the entire world was prevalent throughout all of creation and in every human being to come. The natural law that God created for the world continued to come into play. Every human being will reap the consequences of their actions according to God's stated laws, some of which, of course, can be found in the Ten Commandments. There are some laws that we see in the Bible that were meant just for the Jewish people of that day, but many are meant for all people in all times. So if a person breaks any one of God's laws, he or she will experience the consequences. For example, let's say a person steals something from a store, breaking God's law against that. That is one of the Ten Commandments, you shall not steal. If they get caught, they will immediately face the consequences of shoplifting, which could be anything from simply returning the stolen item to perhaps spending time in jail, depending on the civil law for that crime. But what if they don't get caught? And if they don't see the immediate consequences of going against God's law. Mm. Well, according to God's natural law, that person will still experience a consequence at some point. It may just be the guilt of knowing they committed theft. Or maybe that action causes a ripple effect of other consequences in their life. Maybe it's that slippery slope that leads them into other crimes that they commit. So because we are human beings living in this world of sin, we know that, that we cannot break God's natural law. Every sin will have a consequence. And the eventual consequence of any sin is death. We see that in Romans 6.23. But even though no human can break God's natural law, fortunately God can. He is the only one who can give us a way out of that ultimate consequence of death. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus Christ was the only human who was able to get around God's natural law because he is fully God as well. And because of Jesus' sacrificial death and resurrection, we have the opportunity to have faith in him and to escape that ultimate consequence. Our bodies will still die here on this earth, but we will have eternal life in heaven forever.
0: And friends, I just want to end it with this. Cuz it's not necessarily that Jesus got around. Jesus lived the most perfect, sinless life possible. And so, he doesn't deserve that wage because he didn't sin. And because he's almighty God, he now can offer as Katie's talking about, that free gift of eternal life. To us. So if you are living in fear, if you are anxious about death, disease, and dying, please, for the love of Almighty God, stop. Here's why because Jesus has already won the war. Not just the battles, the war has been won. So if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, I challenge you, as it talks about in Galatians. 5 1 to live in the liberty that Christ has given to you. Uh, aren't you sick and tired of living in bondage? I know I am. I'm done. I think Katie is not. I think I know Katie is. <laughs> yes. She's done. And as a Christian, friends, we need to live in liberty that God has given to us. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Do not keep silent. My name's Jason DeZerwick, your host for the program. My guest's name is? Katie Erickson. Katie Erickson, our author, blogger, speaker for the ministry. So glad she's here. Again, friends, go live in the liberty that God has given you. Live in the natural law because you know what? You don't really have any other choice. So go live in the world and live for the king, the one True King Jesus Christ this is do not keep silent find us online at do not you know what friend we'll see you next time and you go out and make today great go check out WorldViewWarriors.org that's worldbewarriors.org Jesus I won't play your games, just let me be! Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com silent.com. <laughs>